and we are back. And hello, everyone. Happy October. Happy October to you all. I'm so glad to live in a world where there are Octobers. I'm. S- Is that the quote? I think that's the quote yeah. from Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> I'm also so happy that Washington has finally realized that it's no longer summertime. Yeah, well, you know, that's yeah. this is about this is about the time every year when it when it actually becomes fall. This like, is the time every year we have we have late summers here. Like that's just how it is. This is the time every year where I say things <laughs> like I'm so glad it's finally cold and then everyone else is like can we have a few more weeks of 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 like hot weather and I'm like no, we mm. cannot. Actually I actually don't know anyone who like loves hot weather. Every all my coworkers do, except my mom. Ah, <laughs> sure. But like every like most people I know are like, yeah, I'm ready for it to not be sweltering. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to not stick to my Ugh, seat every time I sit. To not down. have to like have your deodorant yeah. in hand as you walk. Like, okay, it's gonna right. get bad. Right. I just did. And we're not even like, we're like the most temperate like <laughs> climate in the country. Like, we don't even know what heat is. I like, no. <laughs> <but> we... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah. Welcome to Spooky. <laughs> we're very, we're actually very spoiled we, on the on the weather front as, as Pacific Northwesterners. We definitely are. <laughs> it's, I, I will take drizzling rain. Yes. Over over weeks and weeks of blizzard snow yes. any day, like you can stare <laughs> moodily out windows when there's like mm. rain yes. outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't even need an umbrella because it's not even like really hard come yeah. like rain coming down. You know, it's just like a a nice a nice mist. And yeah, see, I have a hot take on umbrellas <laughs> too. That the flimsy ones. They're useless. It's a fool's errand because yeah. they're just going to invert. So because of the because of the yeah wind. exactly like why so like why even bother using an umbrella unless you know you're like you've got like the sturdy yeah. like it's either yeah anyway don't want or a rain slicker <laughs> anyhow this is a very this is a very important conversation that we're well, having it's it's, in, it's inherent to everything Lovecraft Lovecraft country is yes. Um, absolutely rain etiquette mm-hmm. love yes lovecraft country well it takes lovecraft country takes place mostly in new england sure. right or like almost like entirely in new england isn't yeah it? um which has like very different weather from the pacific northwest yeah. interestingly you wouldn't i you know you wouldn't expect that looking at a map but yeah very different weather very different, yeah. um <laughs> Uh, I don't like. We're very fixated on weather we, right now. We so, <laughs> well, we're talking about Lovecraft Country. Yeah, our Lovecraft, our Lovecraft Country <laughs> series is off to its start. I keep trying to say we're, Lovecraft. I don't know why. Lovecraft. Lovecraft. <laughs> I don't know. Lovecraft. It is kind of a well, and then you put country in there. Lovecraft country. Yes. It is kind of a that's the difficult kind of a mouthful. Yes, yes. 
<laughs> yes. Anyway, Lovecraft Country is what we are discussing for October. Yeah. And this is here on Pop DNA. Here, as we here on good old Pop DNA. Called, and as we're known. <laughs> and this is one of our table of contents episodes to kind of kick yes. off our whole conversation. To whet your appetite yes. for the discussion that we will be yes. having in the coming weeks. Yeah. Woo. So Lovecraft Country, for those who are unaware, is a, well, we are going to be discussing the TV series from HBO, but the series is based on a 2016 dark fantasy horror novel by Matt Ruff, which explores the connections between the horror fiction of famous science fiction author H.P. Lovecraft and racism in the United States during the era of Jim Crow. I believe the series takes place in 1955. Yes. Uh, Mid-50s. And so this world as experienced by a black science fiction fan named Atticus Turner and his family. And the TV series was uh, aired on HBO in the summer of 2020. It's a very interesting time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 what we're talking about. And it's kind of um, one of those shows where the the each episode is pretty true to the original novel is what I'm understanding. I haven't read the novel, hmm. but from what I'm understanding, each episode kind of mirrors a chapter of the book, um, and it's a pretty okay. true. Like one to one, I think is the what I'm gathering from my research. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah I I research. I haven't read the book either. I meant to before we started our discussion, but I, you know, I did. I did not do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I I have read in my research for like the various topics that that I want to discuss in this series. I read a few interviews with Misha Green, who is the showrunner of the TV series, and um, the way that, like, she talks about the book and about the work of H.P. Lovecraft and what she really wanted to do with it is very fascinating. So I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, it's... Yeah. We were talking before we turned on our, our microphones that... This whole research process has been really, like, a really engaging one. I think this material mm-hmm. is yeah. really f- phenomenal. You know, it's it's just real. I think it's a really, it's a really meaty piece of work. Yeah. Like, there's a lot there to dig into and um, to ruminate Absolutely. on. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Well, should we kick it off? Do you want to share your first, like, Gotta kick it up. Do you remember oh that my movie gosh! On <laughs> I oh, loved that was such a great I movie. I used to watch that all the America time. America Ferrera's early work. Yeah, is, that's she was in that. Yeah, um. <laughs> I remember that show. That was a great movie. It was a movie, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry. It was a it was a Disney yeah, Channel a a decom yeah. original. Anyway, <laughs> it was a decom. Oh my gosh! Oh okay. Um, we, 
<laughs> we're off to a we great are. start here. Yes. I would love to talk about <laughs> <laughs> one of the topics <laughs> I'm going to talk about. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm oh, good. No. I'm fine. Whoosh. It's a Friday it night. Is. Friday night's all right for fighting. I so, will say that <laughs> we're recording a lot later than we usually do in the week and also in uh, the day. And I feel like that's true. I feel like we're. A I little... mean, when we record on when we record on weekdays, it, u- it usually is in the evening. But yeah, it's been a while since we recorded on a on a, on a weekday yeah. evening. But anyway, yes. So <laughs> so um as uh as we've as we've mentioned the series and the book take place in the 1950s so it's a historical it's historical fiction as well as horror and science fiction so i really want to dig into the historical yeah. fiction aspect of it all so um specifically focusing on the series because that's what i'm familiar with yeah um so it uses the events and the realities of the 1950s in the United States to help tell the story. Right. Um, So like rather than, and this is like, it's kind of a soapbox of mine with like any historical fiction is like, the point is not to portray a perfectly historically accurate world, but it's to provide a context for the characters and their experiences. Sure. So, like, we're not evaluating this in terms of, like, oh, is this what the, you know, historically what it was really like. That's not quite the point of setting it in a historical time period. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So, but there are just, like, a few, like, real historical events and realities um, that are like major parts of the show that I think provide interesting and important context for the characters and their stories. So um, I want to get into kind of a detailed look at a few of those things. So things like the Korean War is is talked about. Yeah. Um, and um, we will talk about... Um, sundown towns and and jim crow uh laws that will be discussed so you know just be aware if that's not something that you um are you know emotionally want to hear about like that's totally understandable and then also you know other things that as um as black people in the 1950s that our main characters would have been deeply affected by things like the 1921 Tulsa race riot or race massacre. Um, And the, uh, oh, I also want to talk about the green book a little bit because that's a big, that's a big part of, uh, of the characters lives too. So I want to, I want to kind of dig deeper into those things and how they're incorporated into the story of Lovecraft. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of, brings me to to one of my first topics is kind of how how both Lovecraft's personal ideologies and problematic nature and the way that he writes kind of builds the perfect world to talk about racism and racist ideology mm. because yeah. not only was Lovecraft 
racist and had all of these problematic ideologies to him. But he also created a world where the monster is just a step away. The monster is hiding behind the corner. The monster is in the same way that being afraid of racist acts might feel, you know, how Mm. danger is at every corner for the characters in Lovecraft Country. And the dangers of racism and xenophobia are ever present and just a step away in the shadows. And that's very much how Lovecraft writes his monsters, though, as well. So it -hmm. creates this. Yeah. They've used it to make like a really interesting conversation about living with that kind of a fear. So, again, if that feels like something that you need to skip, absolutely, please do. But mm-hmm. it, it was important to talk about it uh, and kind of how this can come from a place of racism into a place of discussing that kind of fear and that kind of just racism all around you and structurally, you know, just yeah. lurking, yeah. you know. And it's like... Uh, honestly, like all of the, I think all of the topics that that we're going to get into are probably going to feel a little bit heavier. Yeah. Um, we'll, tr- you know, I I think we can try to, um, try to bring a little bit of levity. Yeah. But yeah, like this is probably going to be a more a darker, um, a darker exploration Absolutely. for us in general. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um, but that definitely um, transitions into or kind of expands into something that I am really interested in talking about, which is exploring race and racism through the genre of horror. Yeah. So I am definitely going to talk about our favorite person, Jordan Peele, yes. because he's kind of like, he's kind of like the 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 king of this totally. right like like when you think of like race based horror like you immediately think get out right absolutely like actually i watched get out this afternoon because Ugh. i was researching this and i was like oh get out is so good i gotta watch I it again love that um movie. <laughs> yeah so um so i definitely want to talk about at least kind of the more recent um, recent works that we've seen that explore race and racism through the genre of horror yeah. in in a way that kind of like that kind of says that like racism is the real horror like that's yeah. you know and i also as i was exploring this i did also like find um, some perspectives that are like critical of of Lovecraft Country in particular and of the idea of um of of racializing horror or of you know kind of turning a horror movie into a commentary on race yeah. because of how horror so often depicts trauma and kind of um ra- especially racialized trauma and how like a lot of people who have experienced racial trauma in real life don't want to see that, sure. which is completely 
understandable. So I want to bring some of those critical perspectives in as well, um, because I think it's important to kind of get uh, a full picture on that. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. So like a few other works that um, I might touch upon a little bit are um, the movie Antebellum. I don't know if you have heard of that or seen that. Um, And the, the TV series Them. Oh, I've heard um, of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also Candyman, which did you ever end up seeing? I Candyman? didn't, but I really want to. Oh yeah, it was. It was good. We, I I'll watch. I would watch it again if you want to watch should, it. We should do that. We were gonna <laughs> go, and then I think something happened. But we were like so excited to see that movie. Um. Yeah. So that. Uh, that should be an interesting yeah discussion. absolutely and then we might arrive finally at a little bit of levity because i do <laughs> i do want to discuss not only the monsters of lovecraft but specifically how they're done in lovecraft country because i think that that's kind of where the show affords some moments of levity for itself is in its monster design and sometimes they're like a little campy Mm. or a little fun and i just um yeah at least in the design of them it's taking like a very real very scary moment and kind of making it that sci-fi horror fun fun is the wrong word but you know what i mean like the character designs themselves are kind of fun so i want to Um, Mm -hmm. poke into that a little bit and just kind of some of these descriptions of the monsters and then how they're used within the show like I got giddy when the racist police officers (laughs) turned into like big overreaching like actual monsters I like squealed it at my screen I was like this is what I this is there's a lot of there's a lot of great creatures. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that was the catharsis I needed. You love a creature. When, like, we were talking about sundown towns and all of this, like, very real terror. Like, you're so afraid. And then all of a sudden, this awful guy turns into this ugly, horrible monster. And I was just like, mm-hmm. yes, this is this is excellent. So I do want to get into, um, I also, I it's not in our notes right now, but I want to, like, research a little more into the designer of the show's monsters and kind of see if I can find yeah. out more about that too. Yeah. Yes. I would be so disappointed if you didn't want to <laughs> focus on the creatures. I was wanting to. I was looking at the appropriate place to afford us some levity. and I think, The creature effects. Yeah. And I think the special effects and stuff like that um, and the monster design – are kind of our best bet for a moment of um, yeah. lightness. So, yeah. 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 You know, I could also, I mean, I, you know, we don't want to make our episodes like a million years long. But, I mean, sure like, I am also really into the costume design. Ooh. Like, I could talk about that for a while. So, maybe, maybe I'll talk about costume design a little bit. I, you know... I'm not, like, by any means a historical fashion expert. I'm just a fan. Okay, but you're a fan who knows things, though. Like, you're a knowledgeable Yeah, which, I mean, like, 1950s fashion is not exactly, like the what I know the most about. But, I mean, I know how to research, so. Yeah. So maybe I'll talk about the costumes a little bit. We'll see. How fun, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Journey Smollett um, looks amazing. This whole thing. Yes. Every single thing she wears, <laughs> I'm like, ugh. And she's, she's yeah. such a phenomenal performer. I enjoy her performance oh, so much. Oh, she's so yeah. great. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll try to I'll try to work in <laughs> some discussion of cost. Maybe when I talk about the history, we can talk Fun. more about like the the slightly lighter aspects of the history. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that are in there. But my uh, my final like topic that I've actually planned is. <laughs> Um, you know, as we have like mentioned and alluded to several times throughout, H.P. Lovecraft was a deeply racist yes. and problematic person. Um, racist, ableist, misogynist, you know, all all anti-Semitic, all of them. Um, so, yeah. so I want to talk about death of the author. Yeah. Um, not only in terms of like, you know like fans of of Lovecraft's work and how they sort of reconcile enjoying the work of a terrible person but also the idea of like um not just enjoying but like transforming sure. the art of terrible people um yeah. <laughs> and kind of reclaiming um you know as i as i mentioned i i read a few um interviews and commentary by Misha Green yeah. who is the showrunner and like her comments and her thought process on how she I think she even uses the word like reclaiming yeah. how like she wanted to reclaim the works of this, you know, that came from this very racist source yeah. and reclaim them and like transform this work into like something that is inclusive and that yeah. um and that celebrates um, people that uh, Lovecraft would have, you know, oppressed and marginalized. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think that there's like, because I also think that like the the idea of death of the author is like something that most people have heard of, but I think that it's kind of misunderstood at the same time. Yeah. And so I kind of also want to get into like what death of the author really means and how it applies in the case of Lovecraft and in the case of like a few other artists that I might talk about who, um, you know, hold problematic views, Uh like a certain, a certain Uh author of a certain Uh children's fantasy series. Uh That's very popular and keeps making movies for some reason. I'm so um, excited to find out who that is. I have no idea. I don't know. Who yeah, I'm sure no one no. knows who it could possibly be. Oh um, and, you know, like there are a few, you know, like very famous filmmakers who could fall into this yes. category as well. So, yeah. So that'll be I think that'll be um, pretty interesting to explore. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um and then my last one was just the psychology. You know I got to do it. You know I got to get into you gotta psych. You got to do the psychology. You got to do the creatures and you got to do the psychology. Too. It's like when you go to Disney. <laughs> Those are your thing. You have to do the Matterhorn and you have to do Splash Mountain. Um Oh no. For me, you have to do um well, it was you have to do Star Tours, but I don't think that's there anymore. Aww. 
and you and you have to do Indiana Jones. I think St- Star Tours was replaced by um, Rise of the Resistance, and there's no way you can ever go on that because it's always full. Oh so. yeah. You, <laughs> anyway, you also have to go on Space Mountain, but I'm remiss. So yes. Um, yeah, Space Mountain. Yeah, but which Space Mountain is just Matterhorn, but in the dark. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I have to talk about the psychology of fear. So why do we have the phobias that we have? Why do we seek out to be scared? Why are why are like horror fans so like on board to you know make their adrenaline pump and make it so that they can't sleep until 3 a.m. and whatever like just kind mm-hmm. of the psychology of fear and why that's kind of fun. Why it's kind of, or how we reclaim it to be fun, I guess. Um, stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. And folks who listen, folks who have been listeners for a long time may remember the very first bonus episode that we ever did was about yeah. horror. And we talked about the psychology of fear and why we like to be scared. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that, you know, if you listen to that, you might already know what we're, what we're going to say, what we're going to talk about. I wanted about. to, I uh, felt like I could yeah. be smarter, like, than what. Than... Yeah. We want to update yeah. it. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kind of like how we just did Gilmore Girls Revisited because we wanted to, sure. like, we wanted to update yeah. <laughs> our opinions. <laughs> yeah. So I think this yeah. is going to be a really great series. I'm already patting us on I the back so here too. for this one. <laughs> I'm already, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. It's it's spooky season. Spooky season. We've got scary monsters. Happy pumpkin spice to you. Yeah. Yes, pumpkin spice. I have been drinking pumpkin spice for a month, nice. my friend. I went the day that it that it like released yeah. or whatever or dropped or how what a, however the cool the kids are saying it. it. Um, <laughs> the day it dropped, I was like, I was in a Starbucks store and I was like, Can I have a pumpkin spice, please? Can I please have a PSL? And, uh, yeah, <laughs> PSL, ice PSL is how I. Yeah. And if I'm feeling. If I'm feeling rich, I will replace two of the pumps of pumpkin spice with white chocolate. Look at you. So good. But it costs like a dollar fifty more to do that oh because they charge you for they charge you for the two pumps, even though you're replacing two pumps that you would normally get, they charge you for it's like okay, uh, okay fine. Okay, Starbucks. Whatever, can I Starbucks. Talk to you for a minute? Starbucks, can you calm Starbucks? down? Okay. <laughs> Can we talk for a bit outside? Yes. But anyway, the the half half pumpkin, half white chocolate is Ooh. so good. It's like, yeah. Delicious. I'm going to have to try that it. one. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yes. You I'll should. just walk in and order a you grande. You will pay like $8. Oh it's $8 for a grande to do it that way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you need to be like feeling rich oh, to do that. $8. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, well, yeah. Well. <laughs> and at that point, you might as well just get a venti, right? Because, like, it's, you know, 50 cents I mean, more or whatever. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> when really, you anyway. just created something. They should be paying you. But okay, whatever. That's fine. I, I know. 
I used to get that all the time at the, remember the little cafe that was across the street from the museum? Oh, yeah. I would get that all the time there, and they were like, oh, this is great. Like, oh, You're like, yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. I loved that I place. I loved that place, too. And then <laughs> but right before it shut down, I was saw I saw this girl <laughs> clean the bathroom, not wash her hands, and then go make a drink. And then I swear the <laughs> next week it closed down. And I was like, yeah, that oh. tracks. <laughs> huh. Well... Okay, then. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. yeah. So, that's our that's our plan for Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Um, exactly. Yeah. I have been... Um, what have you what have you been watching lately, Erin, besides Lovecraft Country? I've been watching the the show I'm Sorry by Andrea Savage um, on hmm. HBO Max. It's a slice of life, but it's also just like really it's just really fun. I really like it. And then I've also been I just started Nick Kroll and Patton Oswalt. Both both have new stand up specials that I'm very excited about. Ah, okay. What about you? Nice. I have been watching a playlist of Wired Autocomplete interviews. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> I love them so much. That and um, Vanity Fair's YouTube channel does Slang School. Oh yeah, I love those too. Yeah, I feel like we should we should add um, every episode. We should add a segment at the beginning where we talk about what we've been watching Cute. lately. I love that. I think that would be fun. Let's do yeah. that from now on. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I've been watching on their YouTube. <laughs> Vanity Fair has some great stuff, and then like, of course, like the Wired Autocomplete interview. I'm like, would it? Could that be like something that we could do? But then I'm like, no, because nobody Google's our names, so that wouldn't work. Um, but, we, but we could figure out a way to use but we that could, like, We could like fake it though. Absolutely. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Um, although I have, um, I have s- sort of done the same thing on TikTok where I'll put my username into the search bar and see what auto completes. <gasps> and that actually yields results sometimes, oh, that's fun. which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. It's going to be, um, from now from, on, from now on, it's going to be. From a better way, on. a brand new day. To <laughs> love that, love that, genuinely love that. <laughs> um... <laughs> okay, so we're gonna try to figure out how to do a wired autocomplete interview for ourselves, even though we're not famous famous enough for people to Google us. Um, sure. Yeah, I think we can make it work. Yeah. Though. No, I mean we could. Okay. We could pull a Tim Gunn and make it work. Of course. Make it work, I people. Designers. People I love. <laughs> that man calms me down. Designers. When he talks to them, yeah. he's so relaxed. He's like, he's tough but exactly. fair, you know? Like, he'll be honest with them, but he'll also be, like, you know, encouraging. It's he's great. the advisor you want. He's, he, yes, Tim Gunn. so anyway listener Um, thank you so much anyway (laughs) listeners thank you so much for joining us 
today. Thank, Thank you, for, you being for being here, here today. today. Oh, that's what I'm going to watch now. I'm going to watch Princess Diaries. Um, yes. So, <laughs> okay. Um, after like three more Wired Auto Complete interviews. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's bath time. I gotta take a bath. Ooh. That's my new, like, self-care thing. Oh, love that. I just did a face mask earlier today. Um, that was nice. Anyway. Okay, Okay, well, we'll see you next time. Or, we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) We'll talk and see you and conceive you next time. We'll talk at you. We'll talk into your ear holes next oh, time. Your, your, your holes feels too intimate. Oh no. <laughs> it is very intimate. Mm. You have lovely ear holes. Oh no. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, that's enough. Okay, bye. <laughs> that's enough. Goodbye.